Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. July 2nd where we are. It's July 3rd elsewhere. We're in studio, Denise. Come on, Sean. It's July 2nd. We're here in Las Vegas. We're in the West Coast, the best coast. So it is July 2nd. We got to orbit your big ass head first. I don't know (laughs) if we've got to July 3rd yet, but we got money in the bank. We're here talking about it. First time we've didn't did an in-studio show. I know it's kind of weird because usually you're like right in front of me, and this time I have to turn to the yeah. side, and I'm getting a full view now. This is totally different. It's kind of creepy. You get to. I gotta you tell to, you. Listen, you get to respect the goat Doja Cat. I mean, had I known, I would have came in here with my Taylor Swift shirt. But oh well. As if, as if. But we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of backstage news. As always, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That is our lifeblood. That's where you can get a ton of exclusive news, like. You know, stuff about that creepy vignette. And, you know, I'm posting little eyeball emojis because Liv Morgan's going to win the title. We got a little bit of scoops over there on Fightful Select. We had the match order. We had the producers. We have uh, news on a backstage meeting that we're going to talk about tonight, Denise. But leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe to YouTube.com slash Fightful. And, of course, support our sponsors. You can get a Super Chat or a Humper Chat in. Some of you are going to go, what the hell are Humper Chats, Sean? When are they? When are they? Go to HumperChats.com, get your question, your statement right on the air. You can leave them before the show over there as well. So check it out. We've got a ton to talk about. Denise, are you excited? I honestly am, especially because there's so much going on right now. Because first of all, we kind of have like an audience. There's people passing by, you know, and we're here in this big studio, which looks great. And now I just feel like there's a lot happening. So this has been like a pretty exciting day. So, I don't know. I'm so excited. You know, we even sat together during the show. That was fun. You know, we got to uh, talk some gossip. You know, yeah. am yeah, I allowed did. to say that? <laughs> we we got to talk we some did. gossip. We did. And now we have a doting audience here with us. But uh, also check out our sponsors, NordVPN.com slash Fightful and Manscaped.com. Code Fightful. The Ace Savage said, so, Sean, how will you be muting Denise? Okay, so everybody wants me to actually, are I muted right now? I bet you, I bet you producer Cole is muting me right now. No, Cole, he's saying listen, he's not. Listen, what? No, am I being muted right now? Muted. So listen, you're, you're absolutely muted and it's always no. gonna happen. It doesn't matter where you are. Sean. I'm 
I'm going to cut the mic at your own wedding. Yeah, you are. They only they they only hear you off in the distance. <laughs> they only hear you off in the distance. Guys, listen. It's never going to change. It's always going to be like this. I run the show. Get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. Nerd Guru says I went a little out of my box for wrestler of the year choices so far. Men, Dax Harwood, women, Seiya Kamatani. Uh, I'm not that familiar with Saya's work. I haven't been uh, able to watch a lot of Joshi of late, but I, I, I'm in agreement with Dax Harwood. He is my wrestler of the year so far. But That was something he spoke about, too, on the presser after the pay-per-view, after Forbidden Door. He said, like, just the fact that there's conversation right now about him possibly, possibly being wrestler of the year, like, I'm pretty sure that's exciting because not only that, he could, you know, the singles category, the tag team category, just killing it all around. He is, and uh, I thought live that the women's money in the bank killed it. But I get online, man, it, it, it was not as well received on the World Wide Web. And, I mean, of course, I saw plenty of spots in that match, and so I'm like, eh, okay. But I guess, like, the production really highlighted it. Now, it, it, guys, we're talking from a complete, like, live viewing experience. We didn't hear commentary. We didn't see a lot of the angles that you guys saw. Uh, but listen anyway. What do you think of this match? Okay, so I have to be honest. I, you know, when this match started off, I was very happy that it kicked off the show because I kind of like the format. And I know that a lot of us are thinking, oh, there's probably going to be cash in later on because you know how they do it for the women. It's pretty predictable, but whatever, right? You, they could switch things up whenever, right? Okay, so for the match itself, here's the thing, though is that I felt like they actually went out of their way to do a lot of creative spots. And I think that that's what made me like really get invested into the match itself. Like at no point whatsoever did I forget I was watching a Money in the Bank match. Like they always had it. But unfortunately, and I feel so bad because they really tried a lot of really awesome things and some of it actually worked. But then the spots that were botched essentially that didn't go as planned, they were those ones that were very noticeable. And there were some moments throughout this match where I'm like, oh, no, like that did not look good. Like there was a really awful spot with where Alexa Bliss, uh, you know, she got hit in the back of the head in the ladder in a spot that she that wasn't supposed to work out the way that it did. Then there was a shot. See, I think at one point, like a ladder fell on her head. So there was a lot of those moments that unfortunately did take away from the match. But from the live experience, I still feel like they did enough and they tried enough where I don't want to like, you know, crap on the match because I feel like they tried a lot in there. Live, it was hot. It was white hot. You would have no idea that there was all that hate online if you if you just heard it live. It was an incredible ovation for for all those women, especially when Liv won. Because and and I hate that this is the way that WWE gets people over. They're like, well, we're just gonna screw them over until they cultivate an audience that gets sick of them being screwed over and gets really happy when we finally throw them a bone. And that's what happened again. Like her talent overcame the horrible booking that they gave her over and over and over again. And she's such a likable person and a likable performer that she can overcome any of that bad booking. A couple of the spots that I noticed, it looked like they were trying to have Raquel deadlift that ladder that had two women on it, and it just didn't work out. It wasn't balanced, the ladders. Like, the ladder underneath didn't seem like it was balanced to hold up both, uh, to hold up the ladder on the top. Yeah, so, I mean, I thought that was a pretty ambitious spot, but it obviously didn't work out the way that they, they wanted it to. Uh, there were a couple spots that I thought worked out really well, though. Um, but I thought that Becky was going to end up with it. And then I thought, you know what? She doesn't need it. She, You can just put her back in there. And then, admittedly, because uh, 
I heard some of the elements of the Alexa Bliss segment segment that we saw later. I was like, well, why would they even have her doing that backstage with all that Lily stuff if she wasn't winning money in the bank? Oh, well, it was a sell a credit card, which got <laughs> massive, got massive booze live because everybody's like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? Is it a new character aspect for Alexa Bliss? No, they said credit one and the crowd went, it was ridiculously uh, like just panned by everybody. They were not having that. That was not a good idea. But I thought that Alexa might end up winning it, but I think that they did the right thing with Liv winning it. They totally did the right thing with Liv yeah. because you know not you and I have been talking about this, you know, every week on Raw is that it has been so noticeable the growth that Liv Morgan has had ever since and I know some people can pinpoint like a different period as to when they think this like new version of Liv Morgan we're getting, but for me it was like during that feud that she had with Becky Lynch and onwards where I really feel like we started to see a difference and the last couple of weeks her matches I almost feel like sometimes she you can tell when certain people are sort of on autopilot like they're going out there you know they're getting the spots and they're getting the moments but they're uh you know sometimes it just feels like they're they're on autopilot and with Liv Morgan I noticed that the last couple of months she has been like batteries on like full working shoes like she's been going out there and she's been killing it like you can literally see the change in her just the way that she carries herself she's a lot cleaner in the ring in terms of like what she does it's more crisp and so I really feel like even today when she won and the crowd was chanting you deserve it they wouldn't be chanting that if she didn't have all of this consistency in her in-ring performance that we've been seeing on Monday Night Raw and I just think she yeah like you said she's a likable person people were ready for it and there are certain times when we're ready for things to happen and they don't execute it and this was one of the few times where they said you know what we're gonna listen to the fans and we're actually gonna execute this and there were other things that I do want to point out in this match and give some kudos to some of the women I do want to give kudos to Raquel because I thought that she did a really great job and they had she had a couple of spots that where she really showed her strength uh Asuka we I've said this a bunch of times before but since her return her strike game oh has gosh. just been so much more effective and that was very clear in this match too so I want to shout them out too because I feel like they deserved it in this match I don't think that I like as as I look back I haven't seen Asuka work a lot live like there I've just missed some here and there maybe she wasn't booked I got to see her in NXT and stuff but her striking is on a different level in person like I can't even convey how good it is and how much faster it is WWE production does it a disservice all the time and I would ask people that were there why do they do the cuts why do they do all that and they're like, well, they say it's to make our strikes look good, but like, why are we here if we can't throw a strike? If you got to make somebody's strike look good, why are you wrestling here? And they do not need that. I'm telling you guys, when you see her do that spinning back fist series of combos, not only that, doing them back to back to back, like I think three out of four strikes were that. That's really hard to do and pinpoint that the way that she does. And man, I just thought that she was incredible. Lacey, on the other hand, as Terry Allen Jr. mentioned, got booed. Boy, whatever it is, ain't working right now. Well, I mean, it didn't help that they did how many weeks of these back and forth, <laughs> back and forth vignettes where, you know, I feel bad. I feel really bad because the things that she was saying, I can't be like, oh, you, I can't say anything bad about her because of what was being said. But unfortunately, it felt like here's my sad story and here it is a hundred times over and over in your face. And it just, it, 
It, it didn't work for the viewers. It didn't work for the viewers. And unfortunately, like we mentioned Oscar strikes. We mentioned, you know, Raquel bringing her, uh, you know, her power in this. What did Lacey bring to this match that was different from some of the other women? And that's, I think, where the problem kind of lies a little bit there, where there wasn't anything that she did that was, you know, something that stood out. Yeah, there was. And there hasn't been a big emphasis on her either as to why we should be emotionally invested because they aired those vignettes and then they went so hot and cold on it. Not just, well, she's a face, she's a heel, but it's, is she on Raw? Is she on SmackDown? What's she doing? It didn't work good. Uh, it did not. Joel says, since I was watching on Peacock during Liv's entrance, she was already nearly in tears. At that point, I knew she was going to win, but didn't get happy till I saw it, and I'm glad I did. I think that one's more for... Um, the the title but i mean maybe i couldn't see her face during that that original entrance so i was just excited to see this for her but i want wwe badly to get away from this trope of well it worked for brian danielson and it worked for becky lynch and we treated them like crap forever and look at them they became huge stars maybe just book people well because Liv morgan could have already been this and more if they just would have booked her well for years Exactly. And you could totally see it. That moment when she grabbed the briefcase and she was stand like she was sitting on the ladder. She had this like look of relief on her face where it's like, this is it. It's finally happening. You can tell, like I saw her face and she looked thankful, yeah. like thankful that it finally happened. Daniel R says, any idea for the next con big concept, the next money in the bank? So I feel like after Elimination Chambers came around in, in like 2002, for like 17 or 18 years, there weren't a lot of good new match types. And the last two or three years, I think casino ladder match rules, I think fight pit rules, there's a lot of cooler new match types. Is there something that you've thought of? Because whenever I ask this question online, listen, I love our audience, but it's always like, first fall this, second fall this, third fall this. No, just one thing, just one concept. Okay, so say? I got to be real with you, okay? Call me a mark. I don't care. Hands down, I don't mark. give a damn. I'd be really freaking happy. I kind of want them to go back to WWE headquarters and do how they did it last time. I just wish, they would, I I just, I just wish they would do it better, though. But I, I'm sorry. I was a big fan of that. Sue me. I freaking loved it, okay? I thought it was phenomenal. I don't care what anyone says. I had a blast watching that, and I kind of would want to watch it again. But I know it was diff It was shot differently, though, so we got to yeah. remember that. Because it was, was it shot? It was sort of shot cinematically a little bit, right? Yeah, and I mean, there, there are ways they can implement that. Like, I think there's, like, maybe with stadium stampede, maybe like a capture the flag element or capture something like they, they've got to race to the top and get to a ladder like somewhere in the building, I think would be kind of cool. Or they start off somewhere in the building and they're getting to the ring to go after like, I don't know. I think there's a way to implement like the stadium stampede or, or Sean, concept. what if they did like a tribute, like a tribute match to like Booker T and Austin when they fought in the supermarket oh God, I love that. and then do like, I don't know, supermarket brawl i don't know give it some sort of catchy name the stupendous groceries no, no, no. come on we gotta make a brainstorm here a little bit i'm yeah. sure the chat's got some names where you just go and you always fight in the supermarket no, you know what happening. this is what this is what i mean this is why we're this is why the ratings are not up man well, this is, this we gotta is think why, outside the box come up with some crazy ideas inflation is happening because you got doofuses fighting in in restaurants driving up the price of everything I'm sure some people would like to see that. Hell, I'd like to see it. Blake Higdon says, get a Fightful studio started in Lexington and hire me. Hey, Blue Wire, let's just sit one to Lexington. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? Just open another one right in Lexington, Kentucky. I'd be down for that. Daniel R. says, I like the match for Women's Money in the Bank. I did not like the cash-in. Live being champion is great. 
but I want the cash in to be a story. Uh, for our moderator, let's apply those to, or let's apply that one to the actual title win. That way we can uh, have a little bit more pertinent conversation there. Wow, yelling at Luis here I, on the show. I was very calm. I just felt like it was You were like, suited. Luis, you got to do your job right and make sure that you're putting everything in the right category. <sighs> what? Well, we, we also have a super chat that went missing from there, too. But uh, Justice for Luis. <laughs> uh, we also um, have Lashley defeating Austin Theory, just Theory, to become the United States champion. I think this is the right move, especially when we hear that John Cena, I guess, isn't wrestling at SummerSlam, or at least that's the report. I've not confirmed that or anything. First off, that's weird. Uh, they just literally brought him back to be like, here I am, it's been 20 years, it's wonderful. And to overact with like the Street Profits and be like, oh my gosh, you're the Street Profits and you're so awesome and you want the smoke and ah! And all cartoonish and stuff. And then he just hits the bricks. Okay, uh, so okay. when everybody was saying, oh yeah, it's probably going to be John Cena in theory and this and that. And while it may still be, right? You know, I'm, you know John Cena, I'm sure he has a very, very busy schedule. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's probably going to be a last minute thing if it does, does happen, do? right? What does he, he do? He does nothing, you know, just lounges around. But here's the thing, though. I remember when this was announced and everybody was already saying like, oh, this is going to be the match for SummerSlam or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how do we even know that? Like, John Cena could literally just be coming in to do this, like, one-time show thing. Like, why is everybody thinking this could happen? So the fact that he, like you said, hit the bricks, I'm not so surprised about that whatsoever. I'm a little surprised because I figured they would get him in for a SummerSlam match. They did last year, right? They got a stadium to sell out. We'll talk a little bit more about Logan Paul later because I guess they're leaning on him to help sell it out. But Theory, boy, he had he had an up-and-down night. We'll, we'll talk about his his win later, but he lost to Lashley. And this is one of the problems that I have. Okay, so we established that Theory's got to weasel his way in. Well, he's Vince McMahon's boy, so sure. They haven't done those vignettes in a while. Is they he still his boy? Well, I mean, I assume. And, and plus, I mean, he didn't help out Vince that much at, at WrestleMania. But he also, like, he, he lost to... Bobby Lashley, and you know how they're going to book him. They're going to book him in a forgettable manner. He's probably going to be losing a lot soon because that's the crush that they lean on for Money in the Bank, which we'll talk more about that later. But were you surprised to see Lashley win here? I wasn't as much once we found out John Cena probably isn't wrestling at SummerSlam. I got to be honest with you. I really wasn't. I think I was at the point where I kind of thought this match went a little too long for what it was. And I get it. You know, there was only, what, six matches on the show. So I get that, you know, this match had to be as long as it was. But it just, it lost me. It lost me. I, I know when the match first started, there were some high-impact moves that I liked that Bobby Lashley did. I thought that was good. There was some stuff that I thought, okay, fine. When they went to the outside, I liked all of that. But then afterwards, it just lost me it completely was one of those things where it I couldn't get into the match it just went so long it dragged on and then finally I come back in mentally and it's like oh you know that's yeah. it this is over but there was nothing to me in this match that legitimately stood out nothing that said oh man this was such a great match I'm so excited about what I saw you, I tried I tried to get into it I tried when you're podcasting from home do you beat on the table yeah, like am I that. beating on the table yeah, too mad? Am I in trouble? Uh, am I fired? No, see, listen, you're trying to get me in trouble here. Listen, I could just do the safe thing for everybody and say, muted. 
Bobby Lashley defeats Theory. Blake Higdon says, was kidding about hiring me for a studio, but you should read my DMs about a podcast idea. That'd be fun. Ahem. I'll tell you what, guys. Sending in Super Chats and Humper Chats is a fantastic way to get me to actually check my DMs. Joel Woods says, Denise, last time they were WWHQ, Corbin murdered people. That is true. He <laughs> hey, did. I'm, um, no, I don't want to say that. I just, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm just here for unique concepts and ideas, and I just want people to go like, you know, all balls out, you know? Come on. You know what? If you're going balls out and you want a unique concept, manscaped.com and the code Fightful has you covered. Got Bush? Well, you certainly do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today. Manscaped, taking control of your bush is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free yard. It's a fact that you'll have the best-kept nutsack on the cul-de-sac. Safe big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our promo code FIGHTFUL for 20% off and free shipping. That goes with anything at, at uh, manscaped.com slash Fightful. It's, it's really amazing. Like the things that you can get there, the lawnmower 4.0, it's an electric trimmer. It is the Bush's worst nightmare. I mean, you might as well call that thing Clinton because Bush is going down. <laughs> the grooming package that I highly recommend is that performance package 4.0. You don't need night vision goggles with that lawnmower 4.0. It's got a 4,000K LED light on it. There are cars that have dimmer headlights in this bad boy. They've got crop reviver. They've got crop preserver, ball deodorant. They got the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer. And you get two free gifts, the shed travel bag and the reduced chafing manscape boxers. I'm out in this Las Vegas weather. It is hot. You don't want any chafing going on. 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Use our code FIGHTFUL. We would greatly appreciate it. Anshu says, common Denise. What? What does uh, that think, mean? What does that said, mean? Come on, Denise. Oh, but, okay. I was but, like, is common Denise like Michael Cole's version of vintage, vintage Denise, vintage Denise? But I didn't know if this was a burial <laughs> or not. It, it, it does say common Denise, but he meant come on, Denise. Bobby Lashley versus Theory was a good match. The crowd was too hot for Bobby. I don't, I mean, I feel like they just hated Lashley a little, or they hated theory a lot more than they like Lashley there you know what we need to talk about that we should have probably prefaced in the beginning exactly. is that given that we were in a smaller venue everything sounded a lot louder but it so, was great it was, oh, great. It was great I loved it I love like because I think that was one of the things that you know when we were in Allegiant Stadium granted we were like all the way up there yeah. uh, there was a disconnection it, there was a disconnection between like the first portion of the like the audience like right there by the ring and then us all the way in the back you know so it kind of like echoed <laughs> we were so when we were at Allegiant we were in the press box and like you gotta have the binoculars there but they had these screens up for us and it was pretty cool because we could hear commentary but you would look down and you would see it unfold. And then even like two seconds later, you look up and you're like, what just happened? Yeah, exactly. And, and the, there was the delayed reaction, which was, was kind of cool. But but yeah, I felt disconnected is what I'm trying to say. Like sure. here today, I felt like in tune with everybody. I'm like, okay, whatever you guys are feeling, I'm feeling. So, that, I mean, that helped. I think that helped a lot of the show today. Michael Key says, common Denise. That's the way I like to see you all send your super chats and humper chats. Bianca Belair, Carmella. Uh, I, I think Carmella is very underrated. Uh, we had the opportunity to see Bianca at work at a few community events this weekend. 
uh, both at the food bank and at the Boys and Girls Club of Southern Nevada doing work with the Special Olympics. This is hours before she had a title match. And she's putting in the work to be the top person in that company, Denise. She is. And you, I saw her today, and I, you know, I started thinking about like all the things that she's been doing. I saw her today, and she, you, she, it was just so awesome to kind of go see her out there and be like, okay, you were literally just packing apples and oranges with yeah. kids for a while, and then I had to do a whole round of media and then continue you know, all the other things that she did throughout the day. And then bright and early, there she is, you know, playing basketball with the kids and, you know, really having to, you know, be, you know, the face. You know, when you're out there at those events, you're representing the company so to kind of see her go out there and do that I just you know I, I, you, you admire it more especially because man I was exhausted just being there and yeah. I didn't have to put on you know any sort of I didn't have to do anything okay I just watched them do the stuff and knowing that she had this big match coming up you know at this event it's a lot you gotta have I think you gotta respect that and I had the opportunity to talk to her for a while here in these studios after Andreas and uh Kel like had talked to her but she was it was just another day for her. She has a day full of media. She she had the media event that morning. She was in this studio. Then she was off to top, top Golf to do a meet and greet. And then the next morning, she's up doing more community outreach. And then she's got to make her call time. Then she's got to do this match. And I thought this match was pretty solid. I loved the way that Carmella took that KOD. That's one of my favorites. She got completely, like, completely stiff with that and took the, the KOD. And I thought that was a great finish. I wondered before this match if they would have Becky win Money in the Bank and then come attack Carmella on the way to the ring because we're talking about Las Vegas, and that's what happened last year. That wasn't going to be the case, but I, I was thinking that maybe Liv would cash in on Bianca. I think it worked better the way that we saw it, but... Uh, any thoughts on Bianca Carmella? I think this is a foregone conclusion. We all knew who was going to win. Yeah, it definitely was. And, you know, I did feel bad for Carmella because she was kind of in a situation where, you know, they, you know, for, for SummerSlam, remember that whole thing and her coming out and that being like a big downer. And then, unfortunately, we were all yeah. stoked and excited to finally be seeing this match between Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. And I was so excited for that. And I think when the replacement was announced that it would be Carmella, I don't really feel that people were necessarily all that interested. And I'm not going to lie. I wasn't interested. And so we've seen it. I mean, yeah, the, exactly. When, when they ran Carmella out there last year, it was so we would go, oh, Carmella. And not because I don't like Carmella as a performer, but because we saw it a hundred times. It's not that. I just think that there's different levels. And that's not to say like, oh, you're a certain. I don't know how to say it, but there's certain levels. You're burying Carmella. I'm not burying I would Carmella. Never. I think <laughs> I'm she's not great. Burying I think Carmella. she's great. Okay, I'm just trying to say that more people, or at least me, I would have wanted, I think I was expecting a different kind of a match with Bianca Belair, and she would have had a different match with Rhea Ripley. And so I think that's kind of like the big disconnect there, where people know what kind of match to expect between yeah. Bianca and Carmella. Now, I want to talk about a good... Now, I'm not trying to bury Carmella. You are, you are. You're <laughs> no, saying she's I'm terrible. Not. I think she's great. But Bianca told me yesterday that she, you know, she got a little frustrated because... All her big matches fall through. I don't want to say all of them. Sasha happened. Becky happened at Mania. But Bailey got pulled. Uh, you had Sasha get pulled. Then you have Rhea get pulled. She's like, it's kind of the story of my championship reign. Like, I have these great championship wins. And then it's like, well, it's a bummer because I can't follow up on it. But Joel Wood brings up a good piece of booking that I thought WWE did. 
He says, I know I'm not the only one that had a mini heart attack of a cash-in when Carmella attacked Bianca after the match. I was expecting it. I was too. Because we we kind of got tipped off that Liv Morgan would be winning. Uh, we're not going to say how, but we got tipped off that <laughs> Liv Morgan was winning Money in the Bank, or, or the title, a title. And that beatdown happens, and I'm like, oh, it's going to happen right here. So it was, it was a good swerve on me. And it was just a good swerve in general, I thought. Yeah, I definitely thought that it was going to happen during this match here. And yeah. especially the way that they ended. And like you said, the beat down afterwards. But I think once I saw the beat down, it was one of those things where it's like, that's not going to keep Bianca Belair down. Come on now. Yeah. So I was wondering, okay, how are they going to get to this point now where Liv Morgan comes out? And so the whole time I was thinking, okay, this is probably where she's going to come out. Oh, this is probably where she's going to come out. And then it was just not happening. And then I kind of felt a little bit sad afterwards. I, I felt like a little bit, there was no reaction. Like my, my line was just like, you know, there was yeah. nothing there. And so I was like, okay, fine. I guess that's not going to happen or maybe it'll happen later. I don't know. So I did like the way they ended up doing it, but I did expect it during this moment. Brandon Charles Powell says, how about a mayhem in the market match? Denise would love that. Hell yeah. That's a great name, too. It is. It is. Mayhem at the market. Anshu says, all my future Super Chats will have common, Denise. I love it. I love it. Get in on the bit. Sheldon asks a pretty good question. He says, I'm curious to know why WWE didn't change the date of Money in the Bank, considering UFC 276 was tonight in the same city and with Cowboy Cerrone retiring. Well, I mean, Cowboy Cerrone retiring was like the fifth biggest thing. Like, I... I wish I could be there at that at that fight right now. I mean, they're, they're, it's a good card. But WWE had booked Allegiant, and they booked it for Saturday on a weekend that UFC has ran as their top weekend every year for like 15 years. It's been International Fight Week forever. This ain't a secret. Nick Khan knows this. He's repped a lot of people that are associated with the UFC. When I talk to people, Denise, they're like, well, this is probably one of his first misfires. But then... When they ended up moving it to MGM, I had people say, well, Cody was out. Cena wasn't wrestling. Roman wasn't on this show. It's probably a good thing that we ended up moving to MGM because we weren't going to move all those tickets. Uh, at the same time, I had people from WWE whenever UFC was announced, like it was some big shocker. Again, they've ran that event every 4th of July weekend ever. They said, well, we've got a hold on Allegiant for Sunday. So there was at least some consideration to moving it to Sunday. Are you surprised that they didn't? Well, I'm more so trying to understand why they did it. Was it a, I don't know, I forgot, I didn't realize it, or was it a, hey, we can compete against them? Did you, I don't know if they had, well, I, I don't know if they had that mentality, maybe? They went against Pacquiao last year, and they did great. I thought Allegiant did great last year, coming out of COVID, and they went against Pacquiao, and I mean, Pacquiao's not the draw he used to be. And there was this appeal of like, oh my gosh, it's the first big stadium show since things opened up. But this this didn't, it didn't work. But it, I tell you what, it was a great atmosphere at MGM Grand. It, it looked a lot better. Like, let's say Allegiant was never in the picture. This was never supposed to be happening there. And this was always set for this venue here. I think that it would have been, it would have felt, you know, pretty 
pretty good. Yeah. It would have felt pretty good. I mean, there's still T-Mobile Arena. They could have done that as well. But I just, I, I can't disagree with you in the sense that the atmosphere was really good in that building. And even like the seats where we were at, at first when I walked in, I'm like, oh, our seats are over there. Those are terrible seats. Oh, no, they're great. And then we sat great. there and I was like, this is great. I have a great view of the stage. I have yeah. a great view of the ring. And so I'm thinking like, okay, if I'm here, I feel like every seat kind of felt like everybody had a really good view. You know, they had fireworks. They didn't have fireworks at Allegiant. I remember being upset about that. <laughs> uh, we had fireworks well, they, this time. They burned down you, or they didn't burn it down, but they caught U.S. Bank Arena on fire in Cincinnati like 10 years ago. That's why they stopped doing uh, pyro for a while. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But um, we got Meat saying we're on track for Gunther versus Lashley at Survivor Series. Ooh, damn. Do it. I would want to see that. Are you and kidding me? I'd love that. We talked about Nick Khan. You spotted him ringside. He and was, I got no credit, by the way. Thank you very much I, for putting that out there. I just said it out loud. No, but you didn't put it on Twitter. You could have been like Denise told me. Muted. <laughs> it's very fair. But... Why are you um, yelling at the producer? You know what? Me and producer Cole, we have a freaking, we have beef now. We have beef. Well, uh, Nick Khan was front row. Uh, Nick Khan also spoke at a, a meeting before this show that WrestleVotes tweeted about. He had mentioned that Stephanie McMahon, or they, I don't know if WrestleVotes is he, they, her, whatever. I'm not trying to put pronouns on him, but Stephanie had spoken to talent. And I was told also Nick Khan and Triple H spoke to talent. And I was told it was very positive. I spoke to uh, a couple people that were on the show tonight, and they're like, yeah, and everybody loves Stephanie. I know that you asked a lot of wrestlers, a lot of talent, about Stephanie this weekend. 
And that's the vibe that, that really emerged was that people love Stephanie here. Everybody, and I mean everybody, basically put her over to me. You know, Titus was telling me how, you know, he's cried to her on the phone. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that. You know, he's kind of talking about the, the fact that she's very, very, like, open and she has, you know, relationships with people, like friendships with people, right? And when he kind of told me that, I just thought, like, that's pretty, you know, interesting to know because I would never assume, like, hey, I could call up Stephanie sure. and, you know, share my share my feelings, you know? But that was something that he spoke about. And then, you know, I also spoke with Sarah Schreiber and she's constantly doing, you know, these, these, you know, these interviews on live television. And so, you know, her talking about Stephanie, she had nothing but great stuff to say about her. Um, same thing for Bianca Belair. It was just overall a good vibe. And that was nice to hear. But my question to you is, though, you mentioned this meeting. Was it about the fact that Stephanie is now interim or was it something else or what is it like all encompassing? I'm, I'm working to find out some more details on that. It was it was pretty vague. And like I was told by a person in WWE, like also these two people were involved. And I was like, hey, can you give me any more details? And they're like, talent's going to tell you. Go figure it out. So right now I'm still waiting to hear back because, I mean, these people were getting hit with ladders <laughs> stuff tonight. <laughs> So, and I'm Nick not... Khan was vibing too, man. He was. He looked so chill. I mean, he just looked like a really, really rich father. Yeah. Like with all the kids. I don't know if they're his kids or grandchildren. I have no idea. But he was just so chill watching the show. He would kind of go in and out, come in. I just thought that was kind of interesting, you know, and, to just observe. And I'm working on some reports. Like I've, I've learned more about people that work with Nick Khan, some of the things that he's been open to that maybe Vince hasn't been open to that I think might surprise some people. So, uh. Wait, that Vince isn't open to or is open to? Sorry. That Vince isn't open to. Oh, is Nick Khan is. But I thought that's part of the reason of bringing in Nick Khan, that he's got, you know, a, a different perspective on things. I'm told that Israel Adesanya did the Undertaker entrance, and Vince then was at UFC. So not only is he popping up on his own shows, he's just running over to UFC, too. All right, man. All right, man. Like. KE775 says, what do you think the Raw women's title match will be at SummerSlam? Well, I reported this afternoon, Denise, that a WWE source indicated to me, Fightful Select, by the way, please subscribe. Bailey is back in the ring training. Yeah. And I was I was also told by that WWE source that she was not in Las Vegas this weekend, which is a bummer, but I, I think that the reason I was given that information is because they wanted to temper expectations. Because there are a lot of Bailey fans that are ready to see her back. I think that Bianca and Bailey is the way to go because that's the match that was supposed to happen. So if you immediately put her back in it, it's like, okay, well, that match was supposed to happen anyway. She doesn't have to earn anything. She lost that. I just I can't wait for her to come back because she's going to liven up that roster so much. Uh, even just like when we had Asuka coming back, she added some life to that roster. And having, you know, how long has Bailey been gone now? I feel like, what, how, how, I don't even know how long it's a been year. anymore. A year, a right? Year. It was last year's Money in the Bank. And when she left, she really was that person that, you know, she had all of this going on with Bianca. If it wasn't for Bailey, like there was no other options for Bianca. And she really was that person that helped really launch, uh, you know, Bianca's reign. So I feel like she gets she should get so much credit for that. And, you know, just so much of what she was doing with Sasha prior to that. I, I feel like she was kind of on this run, on this very, very consistent run. And, you know, sadly, you know, it kind of, you know, hit hit the brakes there yeah. for a bit. But 
I, I think that, you know, she's going to come back and I'm excited to see what new stuff she's going to bring to the table because I'm assuming she's going to do something different than what she was doing before with the laughing and all of that. I am yeah. expecting a tweak in that. So why not? I'm so excited to have her back. I'm glad to hear that she's back in the ring. And uh, it has been over a year now. It was last June 25th, the last time she wrestled. And she was still working that program with Bianca. But Bianca had beat her twice, so I do understand. But, I mean, they had the, the match already scheduled and good to go as well. But, uh, guys, reminder, get in your Super Chats. Get in your Humper Chats. Anshu says, Pat, Triple H, Vince, and Stephanie all at the UFC show. I'm not surprised. I mean, I guess I'm surprised that Vince went over there to it, especially considering. I was going to say, are you thinking about the same thing I'm thinking? What's that? The tweet. What tweet? The the tweet. Never mind. The tweet. Which, which tweet? The tweet about the, the, remember when the venues were changed and who tweeted that tweet out? No. Come on, Sean. The tweet. Oh, Tony and yeah. Dana? Oh, yeah, yeah. That is kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess Tony was with Dana White. <laughs> That's what I'm when saying. They were kind out. of, yeah. he kind of rubbed it in a little bit there. But I mean, obviously, I mean, Vince and Dana White. Right. Had a I know, good but still, yeah. it was still one of those things that it was like rubbed in, like, hey, you know. Well, Logan Paul signed with WWE. He challenges Miz to summer, a SummerSlam match. I mean, for that audience, this is good. I mean, objectively, he was amazing. At SummerSlam or at WrestleMania, he gets it. He understands it. He is going to be good for WWE because of the audience that he brings in is probably an audience that WWE doesn't grab much of. And you keep asking, well, how are they going to attack the younger demographic and bring them in? This is a pretty good way, uh, objectively, regardless of what you might think of him on a personal level. He brings in an audience, or at least has the possibility to bring in an audience. Right. I think so, too. Honestly, I think this was a pretty big win, I would say, for WWE. Because, as you mentioned, he has an audience. Everybody, like, a lot of people. If you're into, like, pop culture and you know what's going on and you're, you know, on the social medias and all of that, you know who he is. And so, I think to have him coming in here. And, like you said, I liked what he did at WrestleMania. Like, I didn't feel like he did anything that was, like, ugh, he shouldn't be on here or anything like that. Nothing. You know, he's a great athlete. Uh, I think that he has that going for him. And also, I know you mentioned that a lot of people don't like him, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, it could kind of work here. He'll kind of come off as like this natural, natural, unlikable person. So he can be an easy heel. Like it's easy. It's a shoe in right there for him to have that. And so I honestly think that this was a good little uh this was a good thing for WWE for them. And I think he should be used as a special attraction in terms of like coming in and having like these one-off matches or like, you know, just like big pay-per-views and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think I would like to see something what, you know, kind of like I even agree. with Pat McAfee. I mean, obviously Pat McAfee's situation is a lot different, but he has would, sporadic matches, right? I, I want to see Logan Paul against Pat McAfee. There you go. There's an see. option. That's what I want to see. Joel Wood says, Bailey hasn't wrestled in front of a live audience since March 2020. That's wild to think. It is wild to think. March 2020 for a live audience? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Uh, Then we got a weird vignette. FightfulSelect.com has the report up on who it is. Uh, Andrew says, any idea what that vignette was about? Yes, it is to uh, bring somebody back in the fold. Uh, Big Mike says, is it Stevenson or Edge? Well, I'll tell you this much. It ain't Gable Stevenson. <laughs> and he says, do you consider Denise a little sister or stepsister? People tell us that we argue like brother and sister all the time. <gasps> I all love it. All the time. I love it. Oh, man. 
this Usos-Street Profits match. It started out, and I was like, all right, this is going to be unremarkable. It's going to be like every Raw match that we've seen. <laughs> That's what your thoughts were? You should have seen what was going on in my head. And, and they did start to do the suck it battle, which I thought was kind of cute, kind of funny, but I, I, I felt like it was unremarkable at first, and by the end of it, that was a special tag team match. That, that place came unglued for the Street Profits. Just false finish after false finish, you got Angelo Dawkins doing that Tope Kangiro and landing on his feet. He, he wrestles like a guy that says, don't forget about me. While you're putting over Montez Ford, talking about how big he's getting, how he's going to be a future top star, he's like, don't forget about what I can do. And I am so glad to see Angelo Dawkins getting his flowers. Then Montez wrestles like a guy that's like, yeah, yeah, but also don't forget about me, and I am going to be the top guy soon. And he does that Tope Kangiro that I always say, Oh, he does that, and it tricks me into thinking it's a good match. Well, then he did it over the, the ring post. It was unbelievable, Denise. And we've seen him do that before on TV, but I in think person. it's totally different to see it in person. In person, I felt like a little kid going, oh, my God, Mom, what's that? You know, yes. I kind of had that reaction where it was like, oh, my God, like that was so cool. Like, I felt like a little kid, you know, seeing something spectacular. Um, and, and, like, it looks cool on TV, but totally different experience live. Even the frog splash. I had, you know, we've seen the frog splash before live. Okay, fine. But it doesn't matter. Every time you see it, it still brings you back. But it's, you know, so when this match first started, I, I really wasn't all that uh, interested. I, sure. I thought, you know, I know this is going to be a good match, but how much different is it going to be from what I've already seen? A hundred times or right. so, it feels like. But there was a bunch of little things that they did. There was even this moment where, like, Angelo did, like, the pounce. And it, was, then, it was the coolest yes. tag team move, new tag team move I've seen in forever. It was a pounce into a back suplex. Yes, that was freaking cool. I I had that moment where I was like, okay, that was new. But it was like one of those little things that I think that they did that made the match feel a little bit different. And it was kind of around the, you know, the midpoint of this match where I felt like not only was the crowd really into it, but that's when I personally started to get into it as well. And all of the near falls, people were eating them up. Like they were really digging it. And there were so many of them that the reactions were, I kind of thought, oh, okay, like people are really Really into this I'm clearly the in the minority oh, here it. because it just kept getting better and better so I feel like the little things that they did is what brought me got me invested in this match because again if this is a match that I've seen so many times you're gonna have to do something different or else I'm just not gonna care no matter how solid it is it has to be different because you know I mean, we've seen it yeah and then that pounce to the back suplex I saw Angelo hit that pounce and I was like man that's awfully close to Montez and then Montez just catches him midair. It's just unbelievable. And Montez is going to be a top guy. If he's not, then they fucked up. That's it. <laughs> yeah. If, they, if he's not, they have screwed up so badly because he, he is a guy that he can help carry them for the next decade. He is just effortlessly charismatic and athletic and special, just like Bianca Belair is. And them as a couple whether they're together on screen or not, oh, my God, that is a power couple in wrestling. I want to be reborn as one of their offspring because can you imagine how <laughs> much genetics. skill? How the much genetics. skill? Come on. It's Unreal. not fair. It's not fair. The Usos, Street Profits killed it. Anti and Brick said the tag match ruled, really made the titles matter, and the match of the night by far. Hope Profits get the titles at SummerSlam, but I feel like the breakup has been teased. Would love Roman Piss at the Usos, too. So, so here's where here's the flip side of that. We mentioned, oh, okay, well, they, they won their, their championship contenders match. 
it's back to 50-50 booking. And win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Fantastic match. I would love to see somebody booked effectively and strong. I would have loved to have seen the Street Profits beat contenders, get the title shot, and come up short. That way it's not, oh, well, they beat the champions, but then the champions beat them right back because it's it's harder to get somebody over to a more advanced degree that way. Do I think the, the Usos are particularly more over as a result of this? Well, not really, but they had a great match, and that's that's awesome. But I feel like if they had carried those titles in and not lost in route to doing so, it would have added a little bit more intrigue. It would have been one less time that we saw that match, let alone recently, before this killer match happened. And they should have built it as that. Every time we touch, it's special. Every time we have a match, because that's how it used to be with Usos and New Day, too, where when they got in the ring, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, this is cool. Two of the greats of all time. That's what I want to see more of in WWE. Exactly. And do you think we're going to get this match at SummerSlam? It kind of feels like that may be where we're headed. Probably. It's a rematch, so probably. Yeah. I mean, it could happen on SmackDown or something. Yeah. Joel Wood says, on commentary, they brought up the comment on SmackDown about about, uh, Street Profits not getting along, so I feel it's coming. Yeah, they buried the dirt sheets on there. I missed I, it. I joked. I joked with Montez about that today when when I talked. To what did him. What did they say? Oh, he was he was wonderful. But he no. But they, I'm saying like the part I, where they. I buried. think they said something like, "Oh, we're, we're, people say we're not getting along. Where'd you hear that? The dirt sheets. I love it. Amazing. I love it. Uh, Ryan Martin says, "Not wrestling related, but holy crap, seeing Israel Adesanya doing the Undertaker's entrance is amazing." Vince, Steph, Triple H, and Pat are cage side. Um, NBA player Ennis Cantor, Ennis Freedom, did that at UK. University of Kentucky for Big Blue Madness as well. Ronda Rousey defeated Natalia. Now, the crowd was not as up for this match. There were some things I really liked about it, but I felt like on this match where it was placed, it was, it was a tough place to be. This match was right after that killer match, scheduled right before Money in the Bank. But then what happened right after, it's like that's, that's an almost impossible task. Now, I got to say that there are a lot of things that Ronda Rousey, and it's wild to be here in Las Vegas, and Ronda Rousey's not fighting instead of wrestling. Riddle, too. Lashley, too. Like, they got plenty of MMA star power on this show. But, like, the, the low singles that she does, the hip throws that she does, a lot of the, the, the specific submission moves I look at, and I'm like, man, she's so much better at that than everybody else. But also there are sometimes I think it's a little disjointed and it has a little bit trouble connecting. There's sometimes when she really like goes comically overpronounced on her strikes and stuff. I didn't dislike this match. It's just that compared to what else was on this show, I feel like this wasn't like, I mean, sandwich between two money in the bank matches. That's going to be hard. Um. I don't want. I don't want to be mean do about it. it. Do I don't it. want to be so mean about this to. match. But I always got to be the bad guy you on these be shows the bad guy. all the I'm damn the good time. Cop. I'm a good cop. It was during this match where I thought to myself, I feel like I'm watching a glorified SmackDown match right okay. now. This That's didn't feel like a pay per view match to me. I thought it was. Based I don't want to say the B word, but I thought it was very boring. Well, based on how Natalia, I'm sorry, I just didn't think it was it was entertaining. Your like, fault. not one point did I think, oh yeah, you know, I didn't have that moment, uh, and I had at least some of that in you know certain portions of other matches, Sean. But this one was just 
It was dry. Well, perpetually, they have booked Natalia poorly. Like, forever. I got to say, Ronda Rousey, from our vantage point, looked like she had a pretty good sharpshooter. Don't know how it came across on TV. Um, but I thought it looked good from where we were. I'm sure and people... she did the Shawn Michaels pose, too. Yeah, she did the Shawn Michaels that pose. Good. But, listen, all due respect to Rousey and Natalia, didn't, nobody want to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about I that. I know. That's... <laughs> I posted the eyeball emoji. You posted the eyeball emoji. I didn't know you posted the eyeball emoji either, okay? But I put way more eyeball emojis though. Listen, listen. We don't post unwarranted eyeball emojis. There's there's nothing that pisses me off more in this world. Okay, maybe there's a couple things. But when people post eyeball emojis and they're like, All right, got this got this wrestler on my podcast and they've done six interviews this week. Come on. Don't do that. Don't do that. But if Liv Morgan's winning the world title, that's eyeball emoji worthy. That was the first time I've ever posted the eyeball emojis for something that I was expecting to happen. (laughs) Or or more so than expected. But I was a little, well, I don't want to talk about it because, I mean, well, I don't know how to explain it because I did think it was going to happen in the Raw Raw Women's Championship match. We we had reason to think it was going to happen. Yeah, okay, thank you for explaining that better. That's why when I posted the eyeball emojis and nothing happened at that point, I'm like, ooh, I shouldn't have tweeted those eyeball emojis. So Nick Stasiak says, Lazy the Savage on IG, who's followed by Rhonda and Liv, put on a story from the front row that Rhonda demanded the title to be put on Liv tonight. Any chance you can try to confirm if Rhonda pitched that? Yeah, absolutely, I'll confirm that. Uh, Lazy the Savage wasn't just followed by Rhonda. He worked with Rhonda for a very long time. He did a lot of her uh, videography and stuff like that. I don't know if he still does. Because uh, like I know that she and Shayna shot that angle on SmackDown a while back by themselves. But... I love the booking of this because immediately they, which they played off their own screw ups and their own dog shit booking. They made us think, shit, they really, they're going to burn money in the bank and just have her tap out to an ankle lock. That's what's going to happen. And we think that, why? Because WWE sucks at booking, Denise. They're terrible at it. It's miserable. So that... It's the same thing they did last year with Carmella when they trotted her out there for Bianca. And we're like, really? The fifth match! And then Becky, well, then Becky came in, and then they booked like dog shit right after that. But they played on that, and Liv ended up winning. I wish Liv winning would have been more pronounced, but I think they're probably going to say, oh, well, we can run this back now. What did you think of the way it happened in the ring? Okay, so when she had her in that ankle lock, I thought, oh my God, they're not going to do it. I fell for it completely. I thought, oh no, the whole time I was recording the video and if I were to play it back, all you would hear is, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. That's it. That's all that was my legitimate reaction. And I thought they cannot do this. They cannot like, you know, set her up this way. Like this would be so incredibly messed up, but that's what I was expecting them to do because of, you know, what we've seen happen in the past. I thought, and even... Even on the exact same show, there was something else I will talk about in a second that I thought was not the best way to go. And so for them to kind of actually have, you know, Liv Morgan, you know, defeat Ronda Rousey in this. And I get it, though. It wasn't like a big, like, it didn't feel like the, 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 the win itself didn't feel like an exclamation point. It didn't hit you like bang, you know, like that's it, like one, two, three, she's the winner. It, it felt a little bit softer than that, so I'm trying to get it. Like it wasn't even feel strong, like strong finish. But I do think, though, that having that little tease, it got people thinking it like, did. oh, my God. And on top of this, I think we need to talk about the important, not, 
the big deal that it is that Liv Morgan got this win over Ronda Rousey. Oh, because yeah. Ronda Rousey, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, you can argue all these things about whether or not you like her in WWE and what she's been doing in WWE, but regardless, she's Ronda freaking Rousey and she's a big freaking star. And to have her get the win over Ronda Rousey, that's a big freaking deal. And so I was very surprised by that. I would have liked it to happen without her having a full match prior because, I mean, there, there is that asterisk next to it, but it's a scripted show. Who gives a damn? But Ryan Martin says, Ronda dropping the title to Liv Morgan has me wondering or not whether she's injured or taking time off. I mean, she worked a full match tonight. Uh, we've got Joel Wood saying, Bianca gets attacked, no cash in. Ronda doesn't get attacked, and there's a cash in. Nice swerve, WDB. It was. It was a very good swerve. I thought the way that they booked that was well. It was very self-aware. But I would argue that maybe they shouldn't book like shit so often. And they shouldn't, they shouldn't have to play off of that. I know why they did it, Sean. Why? I know exactly why they did it. So people would send us super chats and humper chats? No. Oh. Because they saw the eyeball emoji tweet. Yeah, that's why. And they that's were like, no, nope, we need to swerve them. We need to swerve them. Sean, they thought they knew what was happening. Sean's on the payroll. We've had him doing media all week. We can't make him look stupid. We can't do it. <laughs> Nicholas says, Liv winning money in the bank is the best. I expected Alexa, but in my heart, I wanted Liv. Fun fact, WWE actually lets the person with the moment get the big win. Nicholas, I agree, and Liv needed her big moment. She's got such a good fan base. Like, I mean, her her stand Twitter following is is probably second to only Sasha, I would, I would argue. Like, it's a pretty loyal following. The one issue that I have is... What I had, had mentioned on maybe Raw or SmackDown recently, Carmella is the only woman to ever hold money in the bank longer than a full day. Wow. It's never happened before. Our friend Cher Delaware even tweeted out specifically the, the time. And Liv quote tweeted my tweet about that. What'd she put? And she was like, oh, we'll see. And I was like, you, so you that- lied. <laughs> You lied. Maybe that's why she did it. She wanted to yeah. throw you off base. I, I would be shocked if she had any idea she was being booked to win Money in the Bank at that point. Oh, when was this? Like a week and a half ago? Maybe a oh, week yeah, ago? Oh, yeah, she probably didn't know. She probably I, didn't yeah, because I heard today, as reported on FightfulSelect.com, that people had not been informed of the finishes as of this morning. The finishes and also the winners or just the finishes? I think the winners and the finishes. Okay. Making sure. Making that's sure. what I hear. Sure. Call me crazy says literally shaking. First, Liv gets money in the bank. Then she chooses the ballsiest person to cash in on and win. This is more than I ever dreamed for her. She better be champion till SummerSlam, or I'll be pissed. Oh, if they take it off her before then. <gasps> oh, she I goes, hope they don't do something on Raw. Well, call where me they're crazy. Like, call me oh. crazy says seriously, don't you bring Charlotte Flair back? Oof. And she also says, okay, okay. Last donation I can afford to do. Hey, we appreciate you, by the way. Says instead of Liv versus Charlotte at SummerSlam, give us Lita versus Liv at SummerSlam. That'd be a dream match for her and help boost the star power. I don't hate that idea. I don't hate that either because I just love both of them, and it's yeah. two totally different kinds of loves, but still love. And you know, when Lita had her match in Saudi Arabia, I was like, all right, maybe like three, four minutes, play the hits. I liked that match. I thought it went really, really well, and she tried stuff that we hadn't seen her try, and did, and Becky Lynch did too. Yeah, I was very happy for her during that. Joel Woods says Becky Lynch and Charlotte were the only ones to have a pinfall over Ronda before Liv. And with Becky, you can argue the shoulder wasn't down. With Liv, you can say, oh, well, it was after another match. So they, but they, it's still a big deal, though. Sure, especially of for Liv. I think it's a huge deal. 
Call Me Crazy says, Liv is the only non-horsewoman to beat Ronda. I know she was hurt from her match, but uh, that is actually big. She now has uh, beaten her in singles with clean pins, Alexa, Sasha, Rhea, and Ronda. And all I'm asking is for them to book her strong. Have her keep winning matches. When you give her these pushes, don't like, okay, well, she wins three, and then she loses two. Wins three, loses two. Let her go on a hot streak. She's the champ now. She should have been going on a hot streak long before this. Joel Wood says, not the biggest theory fan, but I'm a huge Liv fan. When we talk about building stars, we should mean building stars and not just stars we like. Just my opinion, keep up the good, good work. I agree. There's plenty. They could make us like people that we're not that crazy yeah. about. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of, for ex- I hate, this is probably not the best example, but it's the example that popped into my head. Ezekiel is somebody that was like, oh, this is going to flop so yeah. bad. And it ended up getting yeah. over on Raw. Come on. Like, that's something that you were expecting to flop. I've never been a Goldberg guy, but it's objective. Guy was over. He was one of the biggest stars of his era. We've got Anshu saying, come on, or coming, Denise. We it's have a, a whole section now for coming, yeah, Denise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Common. Common, Denise. Yeah, it's definitely common, Denise. That is not the, it's not pay-per-view, it's PLE. Well, you oh, know yeah. what? Oh, yeah, you know, I can't get the PLE. Like, I can't say it. Like, it's pay-per-view forever and always. You just said PLE. I know, but I because I was taught trying to show you the example of well, you know, like, how you know I what's can't awesome? say it. Some people miss the WWE Network. I miss the WWE Network. Well, you know what? NordVPN.com slash Fightful is for you. The world's fastest VPN available on all your devices. Your phone, your laptop, your desktop, your PC, your router, even your television. And they got three great plans. They've got the standard, which comes with just the VPN. They've got Plus, which adds a pass. And they've got Premium that adds a locker on top of that. It's got online threat protection that blocks online trackers, malware, and annoying pop-up ads. But you can access geo-blocked content. So, I don't know, maybe you're a wrestling fan. And you want to change your virtual location to Lithuania, for those of you who seem to have trouble finding... uh, affordable pay-per-view prices. I don't know, maybe take a trip to Lithuania with nordvpn.com slash Fightful. You can get those pay-per-views at a much more affordable rate. Also, you can subscribe to the WDB Network overseas. You can get that easy navigation that you've always missed with nordvpn.com slash Fightful. You can get a great deal. You can get an additional month free and a 30-day money-back guarantee you'll end up saving money with nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Brandon Charles Powell says, It warmed my heart to scroll down the Twitter feed and see wrestlers and wrestling fans celebrate Liv Morgan. It's nice when WWE gives us nice things. The last time we had that was for a Big E. Yeah. And uh, so I've told this story in the air a couple times. When the pandemic started, I wanted to get some positive news out there, so I hit up like every WWE source that I had. And I was like, who is working the hardest to improve? And it was a landslide, Liv Morgan. And people like her. And it's obvious. It's very obvious. It's come through on the television. Well, people don't like Austin Theory, also known as Theory. He was added to this match. Why, though? Like, I mean, I know why now, but, but why? I thought the way that they were using him in the match was good. They give him the hope spots, and people are like, no, no, no. And everybody beats him up. Everybody hates him. But he ends up winning. Before we get to that, I want to get to some of the great things they did. 
they had some amazing spots. Riddle with the RKO. The booking of Omos in this is the best that Omos has ever been booked. They didn't have him climb ladders. They just beat the shit out of him, Denise. And it took everybody to do it. They buried him under ladders. They did beyond a shield powerbomb. I didn't think I'd ever see anything greater than that. They, they crowd surfed him and then launched him into the table. I thought it was masterful the way that they booked Omos in this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That was one of the highlights for sure. And I I, kind of, I even felt bad, too, because I, I when Omos was put in this match, I was like, oh, man. Like, he's good. I, I, I said it on the Rob Poshaw, Ma, he's going to win. Like, this is it. Like, this is what's going to happen. And I kind of felt a little bit like, dang, this is going to suck, right? And I got to tell you, he was one of my favorite things. You know, you mentioned all of those cool moments. You know, him being – I was watching him get thrown all of these ladders. There was one – was it Seamus? Who I yeah. think just from the back, like, bam, threw that ladder straight onto his back. And when he got tossed, all of the ladders and stacked on top of him, I thought that was freaking great. Um, him getting put through the commentary table, that was a really cool visual. So I do want to put over Amaz. You know, I became an Amaz fan here today. At least for one night tonight, I am an Omaz fan. It was great. He did yeah. He did awesome, and the booking was really good. Yeah. Alexandro says, when Pierce came out and announced there'd be another competitor for the men's money in the bank, I quickly thought it was Bray Wyatt or John Cena. Well, Denise and I thought it was Bill Goldberg. <laughs> we <can't>. <laughs> Legit, too. Like, not even. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> uh, and, and here's the thing. So, I post the what's going to happen on, the, like, the rundowns and stuff. Theory was listed in some capacity on there, but I thought that he was just going to get involved. I didn't think he was going to jump in. Omar says, 99% failed cash in unless he cashes it in on Lashley. Not sure I understand the, the reference, but uh, Utkarsh says, Cena beats Theory after cashing in to become 17-time champ. I've, I think at this point they are very likely to have Cena pass Ric Flair after you know so many stories reemerged about Ric Flair. I think they would lean into that. Might as well. Starfish says, people might not like Theory winning, but he's perfect for this. He's 100% going to fail his cash-in, too. So, King Mamba asks, I think, something that's related. He goes, is Theory's heat good or bad? Even being in the building, it was hard to tell. I left the show pretty deflated, thinking they're going to screw up Theory and whatever story he cashes in on. So, I've got a theory about Theory, and it's related to Corbin. What's your theory? You know, when, when they book Corbin... They haven't booked him good except for the broke-ass Corbin like ever. But when you go to shows, Corbin always gets these, like, loud boos. And I know Vince McMahon's on the other side of that curtain going, God damn, he's so good. He's so good. Oh, he got that, he's got that heat. He's so good. I bet Vince hears this. And when, when you're watching on TV, you don't have the energy to give a shit, right? But when these people go to the shows, they're like, yeah, but they're there to have a good time usually, especially post-pandemic. It felt like in the venue, they're like, 
No, we absolutely just don't want Theory to win in any capacity because we don't want to see him with the briefcase. Not a, we hate him. We, we love to boo him. Sheamus was a person they liked to boo. Rollins was a person they liked to boo. I didn't feel like that with Theory, but I'm open to being proven wrong. Man, I just think that the people legitimately don't like him, but I don't I think they don't like him not because he's a good heel. It's more so of ah. they got to cut this posing bullshit. I don't yeah. care about him posing. Like it's just stupid. And I I just there hasn't been anything where I'm, where it's a lot of the heel stuff that he has been doing, it's just not working for me. Yeah. I don't find it entertaining. I find it a little bit just, it's not that yeah. great. And so that's why I think the people are kind of on the, you know, they're not, I'm not going to say they're, they're not on the fence. They don't like Austin Theory, but they don't like Austin Theory because, oh, it's cool to hate Austin Theory. They don't like Austin Theory because <laughs> they haven't given them any reason to actually like Austin very, Theory. Very little personality. The Vince angle sucked. They, they were confusing. We didn't they, understand for, like, weeks what got, they were even about. You got that goddamn golden egg thing. It was so anticlimactic. It's like you, you all put this albatross around him. After he showed he could have range with the way, like the way was really entertaining stuff for some people, for for right people, yes. <laughs> Not, ugh, hit or miss, hit K, or miss. K seven seven five says, "I'm sad for Seth Rollins. I feel like the company isn't recognizing his good work from the last year and a half. I think they certainly are. It's just, did he need money in the bank? I don't know about that, but I do think he should probably win the WWE title over the next year." But it cut, I think Seth Rollins felt like an obvious route. I think that Drew McIntyre felt like an obvious route. I would have liked that they did the Matt Riddle route. I think that would have been good. And we he almost had over. it. He is so That's exactly good why. God. That's exactly why. But then I thought, well, I don't think they're going to want to give us two happy endings. They already gave us one with Liv Morgan. Yeah. Why would they give us another one with Matt Riddle? I think they should have gone with Matt Riddle. But I feel like it was more so of like, well, we can't have them go home happy. But it was so... It, it was kind of sad afterwards. You know, you have the victory, and everybody was like, oh, was you were like, rushing. Was yeah, you were like, let's go. And I'm like, okay, fine, we're going. If it would have been, like, somebody else that won, do you think we would have left that fast? Yeah, probably. I went to get no, the I don't studio. think so. I, gotta, I don't think so. I'm literally, oh, I'm on a plane in, like, I, two I hours. I know, but I'm still saying, like, I think if it would have been somebody else, you would have been like, oh, yeah, let's clap a little bit. <laughs> woo, woo. You were like, let's go. I'm not a Mark, Denise. Well, I'm sorry. You know, they're out there putting on great performances. We can't clap. You know, another thing about it, I've never seen you clap at a show. Although I did I hear. Literally you know what? You're saying you're not a mark yet. I heard you a couple of times going, oh. No, I stood up and went, oh, shit. There you go. Montez jumped over the ring post. Yeah, I absolutely yeah, That did. sounds like a mark to me. And when Riddick Moss did that that fall off the ladder and his feet caught the bottom oh, rope. yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that ruled. Also, um, I was ready to pop like crazy for Sami Zayn when they teased him getting the money in the did bank. Did you hear the kid behind us? No. Whenever Austin Theory, he was like five years old. Whenever Austin Theory climbed up the ladder, hell no, hell no, <laughs> hell no. Okay, and there then, you then, go. Then he goes, Sammy, climb faster, faster. It was amazing. You see, you see the people are telling a little five-year-old here knows more. <laughs> it was Come great. on. I was so, people were like, I saw people get up on their feet. Everybody was ready to have Sami Zayn have this moment. And no, and nobody stood up on their feet when Austin Theory won. You know what everybody did? They went, aw. I just, I know there's not going to be a satisfying story with Austin Theory as the Money in the Bank holder. And to me, I 
can't remember the the last satisfying one. Miz wasn't satisfying. Otis you weren't wasn't. satisfied by Otis and this whole lawsuit no. and everything. Brock Lesnar's was one of the like besides him dancing with the the briefcase. It was fumbled. They should have really stretched that out. They just weren't good. Omar says he'll fail the cash in unless it's on the U.S. title. I he ain't cashing in on that. Anshu says Theory needs a serious act and he'll be a good heel. Currently, he's obnoxious, which I believe he's trying to be. He is, and I mean I think he's good at being obnoxious. Anti and Brick says, where could they possibly go with Theory from here? Way too early for him to be in the title picture. Seth, Sammy, and Riddle could have had better stories. They'll wait until they book themselves into a corner, and they'll have Austin Theory coming off of about four or five losses in a row, cash in on a random Raw, and uh, we, no. will, we will see a slight bump in viewership for that one night. You know what's going to happen? What? They're going to bring back the Vince McMahon Theory Segment. As an excuse to put him and back then, on TV. Vince As if McMahon, they need an excuse. Yeah. he's going to do it anyway. And then Vince McMahon's going to be like, I didn't like what you did today. Give me back this briefcase. That's dog shit. It's terrible. <laughs> you know? <sighs> I, I have a feeling something Welcome weird, random is going to happen he's, like that. Vince is going to show up on Raw and be like, breaking news. I'm telling you here first. Austin Theory has one money in the bank. No. That's what he's going to do. Um, Blake Higdon says the vignette is totally edge, right? That's what I hear. A lot of references to his former foes. FightfulSelect.com. Pay us for our scoops, please. Danger Ross says, forget, I guess everyone forgot about the real champ, Bailey. We didn't forget. We've been talking about her. Project says, am I looking too deep into theory to think his gimmick is sort of a meta heel, like taking advantage of us, knowing they can push us who they want and building his heat thanks to that? I think that that is very optimistic thinking, but I think it's giving WWE far too much credit yeah. in that. If if their best booking is them being self-aware of their dog shit booking, I don't know if that's something long-term they'll do. I just feel like we spent a lot of time thinking, why? Yeah. Why theory? Why exactly has Vince McMahon, uh, you know, basically put uh, all his eggs into yeah. the basket of theory. Why? You know, that's when, if he was, if it was very his obvious. Eggs. Yeah, it's golden eggs. He put all his golden eggs in theory. If it was obvious, we would all be here sitting, be like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's obvious. Vince McMahon chose a really, you know, smart pick for Vince. No, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to bury theory, but like a lot of people were wondering why. Yeah. If his booking's better, maybe I'll be more open to it. Uh, so after the show, Pat got attacked by Corbin. Tom Brady says, after the show, Corbin attacked Pat and confirmed their match. Pat took the end of days like a pro. I'm not surprised, and I bet it's going to be a kick-ass match. Uh, Whitney says, found myself rooting for Mad Cat. There's something about him that's working right now. I do find him kind of likable. Like, Who some... would you prefer, Theory or Mad Cat? Mad Cat, without See, a doubt. There you and go. Then there's nothing, and I'm not saying that Theory's a bad performer. It's just the way that they book him is terrible. They just haven't been booking Mad Cat. If... if Owens wasn't hurt, Madcap wouldn't have been in this match. It would have been him or his, it would probably been Owens. I do think there's something likable about Madcap Moss. I see it. I, I All those horrible segments that he did with Corbin, God, those made me want to turn the you know channel. But He should have been a baby face it. right after he got spiked on the head by Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre should have walked out on the following SmackDown and been like, get away from him. I saw something in you when you, when you continued that match. Corbin could have just like trashed him. And then Moss turns on him. And everybody would have loved it. But they didn't. Agreed. Connor says, apparently Corbin attacked McAfee after the show went off the air. Shouldn't have been on the air. They'll do digital or something for it. They'll do it. And Anshu says, need one more match. Common Denise versus 
Hollywood, Denise. Man, why does this always happen to me? I always get a new name on these shows all the damn time. Heartless says, is Cena not wrestling this year? We don't know. And he said that he doesn't know when he's wrestling. He has no idea. Uh, but it, it was reported. We have not confirmed it yet, but it's reported that he wasn't going to wrestle at SummerSlam. But, Denise, our first live show in the books. I know. How'd you feel? I feel good. Are you all going to make a trip out to Lexington and do stuff in, in studio all the time? I mean... You're going to have to give me you all like could, a really big race to you go could to legitimately Lexington. You all could buy two homes, two huge homes in Lexington for the amount you're Can paying. Can I be your neighbor? You could, you could probably just move to Nevada and fly back to L.A. whenever you needed to go there for less than what you all are spending in L.A. Sean, it's never going to happen. I will forever and be always Hollywood. be Hollywood. She's always Hollywood. Ryan, always. Ryan Martins wraps us up, says, do you think they've missed an opportunity to make Riddle? I do think he should have won. Yes. Can we please go back to that match with Roman Reigns and what they did with him sure. immediately after and then this? Yeah. I mean, they had him lose to Omos. I thought there was a real way to debut Riddle based on the fact that everybody knows he's a badass. But objectively, he's over. Like, he's very, very over. So this is working. RK Bro worked. I think this show worked, Denise. Thanks, NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Thanks, Manscaped.com code Fightful. Thank our producer, Cole. I want to thank Blue Wire Studios, Blue Wire Podcasts uh, for accommodating us. It's been awesome here. I love it here. Uh, Andrew also gets in a super chat as we're going to cut him off and say, Theory has been shoehorned into everything, kind of kills the natural rise to his character. Not a fan. And that's understandable. I think that that is a fantastic point and what a lot of people are feeling. But Denise, plug your stuff. Tell the people what you're doing. All right. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I have officially surpassed 60,000 subscribers, and I have all of the, you know, AEW New Japan Forbidden Door content up there. I have tons of interviews, including some of the interviews that I did this weekend. The one that I really loved the most was the one with Bianca Belair. So please check that one out. That's YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I swear to God, if I'm being muted during this. You're not. You're I not. know I'm not. You're I can not. hear myself, right? I was trying okay. to get him to. Come on, it's to my get plug, to... man. It's my plug. <laughs> Go follow to... me on Twitter because I have to put up with this shit 24-7. Uh, <laughs> we got a last minute from Meet Normus. Has Moss been charged with attempted murder for powerbombing Sammy's head on that ladder? Oh, that was filthy. It was filthy. Oh, man. And he says, and by the way, step host, cut the shit. What did I do now? What didn't you do? Guys, thank you all so much. This has been awesome. Again, I want to thank Blue Wire. I want to thank Cole. It has been incredible. I'm about to hit the bricks, get on a red eye, head back to beautiful Lexington, Kentucky. You're going to go take a shit, Sean. Looks, Don't lie. I already took like three today. <laughs> look, look at how beautiful this is. The setup they provided us was wonderful. We're here in, in the wind which was a good time. I'm closing my laptop. No more super chats. No more humper chats. But I want to thank you guys so much. Fightfulselect.com. we got a bunch of cool interviews coming your way. Denise does as well, so check out her channel. But guys, until next time, we're out. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.